Some underrated teams are making moves this offseason. We go over four teams that might make an unexpected splash in the 2020 season. Are they for real or just fake? Let's go. Happy birthday to Robert. Happy birthday to Robert. Yep, you heard that right. I'm actually singing to open the podcast. It's Robert's birthday. Hello, everybody. I'm Luke Manerfeld. That's an <laughs> unorthodox way of opening the Stitches podcast, but I'm your host, and it is Robert Sango's birthday. Robert, happy birthday, man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, Where are you opening. at now? I'm at home now. Finally back at the parents' place, down in the basement, and this recording is going to be lit. I'm excited. Nothing better, nothing better than a birthday podcast. I've never done it, and this is going to be the first time, and I think it's going to be amazing. Twenty-six, correct. More than a more than a quarter of a century. Wow. Yep. You're almost to a hundred. Oh, and I had to file oh, for uh, health insurance. The big uh, twenty-six. Oh, nice twenty-six. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big one. Yep. Hey, it used to be twenty-four before Obama. So right. Thanks, Obama. You got a cu- two extra years. <laughs> god bless the usa yeah um so you heard robert it's his birthday very special day for him and uh it's another special day for him as you'll find out later um because his diamondbacks are making some moves and they're one of the teams we're going over today um but we got two other guys here as well nick budig is back from his uh sickness nick how you feeling this week i'm feeling beautiful i am excited to talk some baseball nice that's good. That's the best thing to do after sickness. Mm. Talk baseball. Gotta love it. It's and then medicine. we also have Noah here as well. What's up, Noah? Hey, guys. Not much happening in my life besides what do you mean? Iowa politics stuff. I mean, I what guess that was nothing on happened in your life. You, you were on yeah, was national yeah. TV yesterday. Yeah. Talk yeah. about it. Tell the fans. Yeah. yeah, so I got to ask Pete Buttigieg a question on a Fox News town hall. And it was about impeachment, and so I got shared on all their social media. It was kind of cool. My 15 minutes of fame. I have to ask you this, man. So Fox News, obviously, you know, Fox News is Fox News. Did you get a lot of hate on Facebook? (laughs) No, actually. People just kind of said it was cool. They didn't really care that I was on Fox News. It's people. No, no, judge. not that. I mean, like the Fox News page. Did they like rail you for asking oh. a question about impeachment? Well, well, they they kind of. I they were they didn't say my name, but they basically said, "How is he guilty?" Which was, and my question was, "He's guilty, but should he be removed?" So kind of called me out. Calling a you bit. out. Man. Yeah, wow. whatever. Bold That's pretty funny, dude. Hey, you stood up there. They didn't, so they can That's talk true. all they yeah. want. It's true. Big cojones. Big cojones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, also we have some good news with Robert and Noah doing good things but uh also some sad news kobe bryant who we all uh you know kind of idolize as a sports figure i mean we all grew up when kobe bryant was kind of at the height of his um, playing days but uh, obviously he as you if you haven't heard he passed away yesterday in a helicopter crash so obviously thoughts and prayers to him and his family his daughter passed away as well as long as a juco baseball coach who was a formative baseball coach for players like uh jeff mcneil and aaron judge and just widely respected throughout the game. So, like I said, thoughts and prayers with the family. I mean, Kobe Bryant, guys, that was a, for me at least, that was a huge formative guy in my sports life. I remember playing with uh, my mini Lakers Kobe Bryant ball. had number eight on it and had his photo on it. I played on my driveway hoop. Uh, Noah, do you remember that ball? I don't know if, I think I was like too young for you. 
Yeah, like, that was were, a little were, bit like, too young. young. I mean, we but all was, grew up doing Kobe too, as well. But yeah, like the Kobe mm-hmm. chant, the Kobe thing when you shoot something. Mm-hmm. Robert, oh, you were God. just on the street. You remember that Kobe ball? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, so uh, I think I had Kobe with like an afro, like back when he had an afro. Yeah, yeah, but uh, really sad. Um, so we, I didn't want to do the podcast without mentioning that, since you know it's a baseball podcast, but you know Kobe Bryant kind of transcends basketball just a sports and just a good person in general. So obviously really sad there. Um, all right, well, let's cheer things up. Um, let's get into uh, the name game and then to our show. Um, before we do that, just want to remind you in all the podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Subscribe, rate, share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. You can send your questions to be featured on a future show at our email address at dstitchespodcast.com at gmail.com that's the stitches podcast at gmail.com you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter at stitches pod it's at stitches pod also a shout out to zach hiring at state farm he sponsored all of our shows through the end of february okay name game this week for you guys we've taken up a lot of time in the pre-show here so we got a lot to talk about so i'm gonna do this quick all right name game this week if you're a new listener uh, I throw out a name for the panel to guess if it's a real baseball player or not. So this week it's Colton Pillow. Colton Pillow. And I'll start with you, Nick, since you were sick. Mm. Colton Pillow. I'm going to have to go with he is not a real player. Okay. Noah? I went on a cold streak lately, so maybe I'll be wrong in this one, but I'm going to say yes. And Robert? Luke, where's the facts? Oh, <laughs> wow! I, I haven't given a fax to like the last two weeks. <laughs> I need well, some Robert, you might like it. He's Robert a actually listens to the Dimebacks organization. Oh yeah, false. Mm. Okay, false. <laughs> wow! You think you know every minor leaguer in the Dimebacks? <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm not be surprised. Saying, no, I'm not. Oh, saying you that. seem pretty confident. He's I didn't not get, named uh, Starling Marte, so I didn't get Blaze Alexander. I don't know, dude. That's true. You missed that one. <laughs> that was a good one too. It I can't was. really remember that. That was like one of our first ones. Oh, I got a good memory. You'd be surprised. All right, well, that's a good segue into our conversation here. We are going over four underrated teams who have made some sneaky good signings this offseason and might become kind of the surprise teams of 2020. We're going to start with the Dimebacks, Robert. This is your team. If you don't know, Robert is a big Dimebacks fan. Um, today, big news. They, I swear to God, we were going to talk about this before this happened, but since this happened, it makes it even more topical. The Dimebacks uh, traded for Starling Marte for two lower-level prospects, one of the best center fielders in the game from the Pirates, um, so that shores up center field for them. Um, but looking at the rest of their offseason, they, they also have signed Madison Bumgarner. you got Cole Calhoun, a uh, corner outfielder who can hit for some power. So the Diamondbacks have been made, making some pretty sneaky good moves here. Um, Robert, since this is your team, do you think this is an underrated team going to 2020, or do you think uh, it's kind of uh, overblown a little bit? I mean, they're not getting a lot of love right now, but, I mean, do you think they should get more love? Yeah, I definitely do. I think this is a team that's so dominant in defense, and Starling Marte adds to the picture of how like how powerful this team is with their defensive metrics. They're one of the best defensive teams. Starling Marte has an absolute amazing glove, and yes, his bat is pretty good too. Now, I do think his on-base percentage should be a lot higher. I feel like this lineup is going to help him a lot. The Pirates lineup was more just Josh Bell and him, and then there was a bunch of guys that were like, trending upwards Arizona has guys that are already trending upwards and they're going to be almost at their peak like they're two three years away 
And I, one of those guys I want to put out there is like Christian Walker, for example. He's a Max Muncy type of hitter at first base, even though Muncy's kind of a second baseman, first baseman, utility-ish player. But the Diamondbacks definitely have a great defensive core. The pitching is very good. I think the Dodgers have hit their weakness. They have really declined. This is not the same Dodgers team we've known over the years. Losing Hunjin Ryu, Rich Hill's no longer there. Kente Maeda might step up as a starter and not be that swing man in the rotation and the bullpen. There's a lot of question marks for both these teams for the young talent, but I think the Diamondbacks are definitely right there with LA and could be much better than them uh, coming into 2019, excuse me, 2020 Ooh. because of how good the upside is versus LA. Now we talk about the prospects, we talk about the depth chart, we look at everything. I can literally pick and choose catcher to catcher, first base to first base, and it is that close. I'm not kidding you. I can make an argument. That close for everything. Starling Marte just made this team so much better. And now you have two Martes. That's going to sell like hotcakes for jerseys. <laughs> this is just great for Arizona. This is this is the state of baseball that has really been slept on, only known for college and high school. And when it comes to the major leagues, they don't really have a big fan base. People really don't care about the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Sorry, I'm taking shots at you Arizona fans, but it is true. Scottsdale has been mm-hmm. taken over by the Giants. I mean, the Cubs and Mesa. You know, you have all those spring training complexes, and they're just far greater than the Diamondbacks. Arizona's going to make a big name in 2020, and it starts with Marte. Hey, I've already got the uh, the slogan, Marte Parte. Right. Wow. Yep. I love it. I, mm-hmm. I think I took that from Twitter, though, so that's kind of lame. <laughs> well, yeah. it, it so was there big, when Cattell was there, too. So <laughs> Big, bold claim from uh, Robert there. He thinks the Diamondbacks can compete with, can compete with L.A. in 2020. No, I heard you kind of uh, do a little of a... I could, I could uh, yeah. hear your head roll kind of going. There. Yeah, there, there was, there was an entire head roll, not just my eye roll. It was the head. Wow. Uh, I, I think the Diamondbacks can compete. I'm not denying that at all. But Robert, the key thing you said there is at their best. Any, like, and I've said this before when the white with the White Sox, a lot of teams at their best can compete. The Diamondbacks are depending on a few few things uh Cattell Marte has to prove that his one year is legit and it came out of nowhere and so his that tells me that's probably his best season he's ever had um a couple other things and I mean their rotation Bumgarner's is getting up there Mike Leak is solid but you know he's still uh Mike Leak. he's he's that's what he is solid Robbie Ray has a ton of potential but he's also been kind of iffy lately um from my perspective, I think the Diamondbacks are underrated. I think they definitely can compete with the Dodgers if everything goes right, but I still don't think that they're better than the Dodgers right now. That could change within a month or two if something happens with the Dodgers uh, in terms of injuries or just performances or if a guy steps up for the Diamondbacks. But right now, the Dodgers have the pedigree. They have the World Series appearances, and you know LA thinks they have a World Series title now, I guess. Um, and so... Entering this year, the Dodgers are the favorite, and it's the same thing with the White Sox. The Diamondbacks have to prove to me uh, that they're for real before I can actually start believing in them. I think getting a guy like Starling Marte, uh, I think Robert and I were talking about this today. They've had good center fielders in the past, but they yes. AJ Pollock's the last center fielder they had that could you know was kind of all around. That was two years right. ago, three years ago, Robert. Yep. So Starling Marte now slots in that leadoff spot. You move Cattell Marte to his natural position at second base. And I'm already a big fan of this rotation here. Zach Gallon's my guy. I mean, this is when he was at the Marlins. Yeah, I, like I was Zach a big Gallen. fan of him. Drew, you really like it's him. Great change up. So I really like the rotation. 
Bumgarner jury's still out on him, but I think Dimebacks could compete with LA. Um, honestly, no, I'm 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 thinking Dimebacks are just below the LA LA right now. Like I think it's going to be a, mm-hmm. a two horse race in that division. I think they can compete. Nick, what do you yeah, think here th- with the Dimebacks? I think uh, this this will be the most pressure the Dodgers have faced in that division in a mm-hmm. while. It seems like they'll usually get half a season of pressure from another team, whether it be the Giants or the Diamondbacks last year. But I think this will be the first year that the Diamondbacks um, will stick with them throughout the whole season. I am with you guys. I think they're still just a step behind them. I still don't think they have the the pedigree, as you said, Noah, that the Dodgers do. I still think the Dodgers still have that better overall better rotation. Um, but I do really like the Diamondbacks. The thing is with we talk about Marte's defense. A lot of that defense really came from when he was in left field with uh, Andrew McCutcheon. When he's been a, ever since he become a center fielder, his defense has really kind of dropped off, and he doesn't really have the same range as he did in left field. It's not really the same uh, defensive player as he once was. Grant, he's still a very solid defensive player, but he isn't the elite defender that he is in left field. So that will be interesting. Um, this is more of a hitter's ballpark, so a little bit more room for him to run out there. Um, but I do like them. I like these moves. They're not big splash moves. Marte, I mean, Marte is kind of a star. We can say that. But Bumgarner is kind of older pitcher. That's kind of everyone thinks kind of falling off. But I think still is a is going to solidify that team, um, especially with the guy we talked about with Gallon, who was a was a very good pitcher for the Marlins uh, uh, farm system, and I think he's has some big potential. Uh, but I still think with the Ketel Marte coming. Um, for a second, for a second year, seeing if he can come pick up, uh, not pick that up, but uh, continue what he did last year would be interesting. Uh, Same with but, Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue what they did last year. It'll be fun. I think there is potential, a lot more potential, and I don't think they'll be as a surprise team as they were last year. Um, but I think they they are still a little underrated. Yeah, and Robert, I will add this: I like the Diamondbacks more than I like the White Sox. If that makes you feel better. I, <laughs> I definitely like the high backs more than the White yeah, Sox. Sorry, so Robert. Always. My only argument for you guys is what makes you think the Dodgers are that much better? If it's that close, what is it just the starting pitching? Is it the bullpen? What really it's, has you it, guys thinking LA I think has it again? They've proved it. I mean, they have Cody Bellinger, yeah. who's so far Who also had a else. peak year. They've he had a peak almost year last year. Almost their entire roster has been to at least one World Series. Right, but a lot of the guys that have are on the decline. They have injuries. Justin Turner, Corey Seager are big core players that are not the same player they have. Corey Seager is still 26. Noah, make your argument. Yeah, Corey (laughs) Seager is still 26. Cody Bellinger is coming off of a near MVP. He did get the MVP year. Um, Max Muncie, I mean, yeah, he's almost 30, but still. Jack Peterson's right there in his prime. Gavin Lux is a prospect coming up. You always talk about prospects. Yeah. Gavin Lux is right there. Uh, their their rotation, yeah, they're losing Ryu. They still have Kershaw, who, even though he's a little bit on the decline, he's still, I mean, last year a 3.03 ERA. Walker Bueller, who I think has Cy Young stuff at, uh, sometime in his career, he's 25. Uh, Maeda can put out good innings. And yeah, there are questions. I mean, there's question, There's more questions with this Dodgers team than I think we've seen uh, throughout this whole run. But again, they've proven it. They've been there every single year. Um, and I don't think they've lost that many pieces uh, to say to me that the Diamondbacks are ready to overtake them in this division. I agree. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Robert? 
No. Well, I, I think that's it's, it's fair points, but I also think that the Diamondbacks have guys that have proven they haven't had they've had one years also, and like I said, Cody Bellinger did have a monster year, but so did Cattell Marte. Now it's one year. It's the same argument I had with Max Kepler. He was really good that one year. How's he gonna do the next year? Same with Jorge Polanco. He had a tremendous year last year. How does he follow that up? Those are question marks. Yes, I understand that. Now I talk about the Diamondbacks rotation. Luke Weaver was really, really good before he got the injury, before he had Tommy John surgery. He was that good. Mm. He is, it's like, if you look at his numbers, I bet you he can compare it to Walker Buehler. Walker Buehler's a little bit better, obviously, but the numbers are there. The stuff is definitely in Buehler's favor, but the point is when the numbers are there, they're very comparable, yeah. and that's something that speaks a lot of volume when you make projections and you, you think about, hey, this team could actually be as good as the next team, which being the L.A. Dodgers in this uh, situation. I just think Arizona, when you look at the team, Mm -hmm. it's not just upside. They went out and got veteran bullpen pieces like Hector Rondon, Junior Guerrero, who's a really good innings eater as well. So if someone falls in that rotation, you talk about depth, he can slot right in the starting rotation eat up innings. He's done it before with Milwaukee. He's not just an opener. He's done it before. So this is something that, you know, you talk about depth, and the Diamondbacks have been scouted and known as one of the most underrated farm systems in baseball now. And I'm not surprised. When I looked at mm-hmm. it, I saw it. I'm like, this is this speaks a lot of truth in it. And the Dodgers have been raved about for their prospect system for so long, their farm system. And now they're both that close, that good. So really, it's the same argument with the Twins and the White Sox for me. It's going to come down to the trade deadline. Do they yeah. trade their prospects? Who does it? Who pulls the trigger? And as you said, far as proven, the Dodgers have proven to do that. The Diamondbacks did that kind of, but they didn't do it to win. And this is the win now for Arizona. My last I will question. Point out, I will ask. point out that Zach Ga- Gallon and Luke Weaver are both Cardinals draftees. So, <laughs> Ooh, Cardinals know how to do pitching. They just trade them Not away. Not them. Yeah, yeah they just trade them away. Uh, another team besides the Diamondbacks making a lot of moves are the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central. Just today, they signed Nick Nicholas Castellanos, uh, creating kind of an offensive juggernaut in the division now with Mike Mustakas, who they also signed. And then you look at their top three in their rotation. They've got Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, who all, who all three on their on the top of their game could be some of the best pitchers in the game. So this Reds team is shaping up uh, pretty good. Um, and I asked the the panel, overrated, underrated? For me, just kind of rated. I think they're getting a little bit too much buzz now that they just signed Castellanos. I think people are catching on. The Cardinals and Cubs are still going to be there. It's going to be a three-horse race in my opinion. I don't think the Brewers did enough. They've lost too much to be in that race. Um, but I do like how this Reds team is shaping up. Nick, I ended with you in the last one, so I'm going to start with you in this one. Uh, what, what's uh, what's kind of your feeling on the Reds? Um, yeah, I think they're they're rated. They're where they're at. I think this this signing of Cassianos is interesting. I don't think they needed him. I think this adds to the already uh, big outfield problem they have that we already kind of addressed in an earlier podcast. But it seems like they, they added another player that, like I said, they didn't really need. He's not a good defender. He's not a he's not a a runner, a base stealer, or anything. He's literally just just a really a hitter. And so it's kind of interesting why they would add him after adding uh, their Japanese import to the outfield mix. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with this. They already talked about Nick Senso, who at one time was was supposed to be the their savior prospect, and now it looks like he's going to be gone before he even really had a chance to do anything with the team. Um, and you touched on the pitching. I think the pitching is the the top three guys are outstanding, and they have a pretty solid four and fifth um, guys in the in the rotation. But uh, I think they are starting to get seen as a potential division winner um, with what they've done so far. And so I think they're they're 
they're right where uh, people are expecting them, I think. Yeah. And Noah, you, you think the Reds are overrated. Why is that? I think before um, this whole offseason, I think they were underrated, especially even before this signing. But I think with every signing, they're getting more and more attention and people are thinking that they actually could win the Central Division. And, and they might be true. Um, but to me, I think this team goes as far as their rotation goes. And their rotation pieces, we, we say this all the time. I feel like we said this every podcast. At their best, Sonny Gray at his best is a really good pitcher. Luis Castillo is really good at his best. And I like Luis Castillo a lot. I want to clear make that clear. Trevor Bauer, nearly a Cy Young at his best. Wade Miley, really good with the Astros. Uh, but at their worst... They can be pretty bad, and so I think this team goes as far as this rotation goes, and I don't think this rotation goes as far as people think it is. Robert, I've, I remember when we last talked to the Reds, you kind of had doubts about this rotation. Is that mm-hmm. what's kind of hanging you up here? Do you think the Reds are underrated, or are you kind of unsure about this one? Actually, no, Luke. I'm going to defend your Cardinals. I think St. Louis has the better team because they have a better defensive whole group. The whole group is much better defensively. I just think when it comes to this, how good and close that NL Central is with the Cubs, the Cardinals, mm-hmm. the Reds, I, the Brewers kind of. I don't even know where the Brewers are right now. They're still doing their weird thing. Uh, but I, I think <laughs> that the Cardinals, because they have such good defensive players and they still put out you know offensive numbers. Yeah, they lost Marcel Zuna, but they have players that are going to fill that production no problem it's the cardinal way after all right so i think that this this red team is really powerful lineup wise it looks great on paper but when you just forget about defense which i think they are doing they're not going to win this division yes you have a great pitching team or pitching rotation i understand that but so do the cardinals like the cardinals rotation was pretty solid last year and they still have really good defenders like they were the best defensive team in baseball and this is why i think this stuff still matters and why the Cardinals are just that much better than the Reds. Yeah, you add another big thumper with 30 home run potential, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. If he has no defense, you're literally just getting more power, and then when you face good pitching, you're just going to get overmatched when it, exactly. when it matters most. I just yeah. think the Cardinals are the most all curious part of this for me is Nick Senzel gets pushed out. I mean, it's a, one of the top prospects in baseball, and now they're exploring mm-hmm. a trade. Why don't you just give him the opportunity to play center field, move Akiyama to right or left? and then have Aquino out there. I mean, you had your outfield set. I'm not a big fan of this Castellanos move. I think he would have been better suited in like a team like the Rangers, mm-hmm, um, who were in the mix till the end. And the Reds just went out. I think they're just kind of spending money to spend money on this yeah, one because this outfield move. could have been – I feel like Senzel could have been a better upgrade. Maybe not with the bat, but his defense is elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, his speed yeah, is elite. It's so. interesting mm-hmm. that they're, they're, they're – that Moustakis, who is not, not, a, not a franchise player, and then – Akimura, like you said, who isn't a franchise player. Both these guys are kind of older, and they're going to be almost kicking out a franchise player to play these guys for two or three years. Exactly. And so it, could I mean, be that franchise phenom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got amazing speed yeah. and amazing defense, like you said. And if his bat plays, it's a it's an extra plus for him. And they need yeah. that. They need defense. Every team needs a young spark, and he's there. Play young anywhere spark, on the let's field. Be honest. He's played everywhere in the minors. Yeah. If they trade him, I mean, that's just, I feel like that's just a huge mess up. But where would he go? Mm-hmm. Like the Padres? Who are, like, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that love to have a talent like that's that. What I'm he, that's what he literally I'm can, he can, he can play anywhere. He can play outfield and in trade him too, though, like prospect wise. Who's going to give up? I w- they're saying he's Indians. He's still really young, so it's going to cost a lot. They're saying Indians for like Lindor type deal. Lindor, Senzo, straight up. possible. Let's hear it. Could happen. All right, we're going to get to a conversation about the Blue Jays here in a sec, but first just throw it over to our guy, Zach Hiring, at State Farm. Everyone knows you can save money on your auto insurance at State Farm, but do you know they can help build your credit? 
Give Zach Hiring State Farm in Moorhead, Minnesota a call to help with all your insurance needs or questions. Zach and his team will ensure you are covered properly and will help you build your assets for a successful future. Zach Hiring State Farm is located just south of I-94 and east of A Street in Moorhead, Minnesota. Give them a call today at 218-236-8000. That's 218-236-8000. Okay, well, let's go to the American League now. The American League East, we got two teams from there uh, that seem to be underrated. The first one's the Blue Jays. Um, they have a lot of young guns. Um, we talk about um, one of the best you know, trio of young players in the game. We talk about Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, and uh, Craig Biggio, or not Craig Biggio, it's his son, Calvin Biggio. It's <laughs> <laughs> a seed. It does so come back. Some of the three best young players in the game. And then you talk about a rotation that's been almost overhauled here. When you talk about Hunjin Ryu as the ace, uh, Chase Anderson, Tanner Roark, Matt Shoemaker's come back from his ACL injury. He pitched well before that. So this Blue, G- Blue Jays team on paper is actually looking pretty solid. Uh, Robert, let's do a reverse order again here. Um, are the Blue Jays being slept on? I think so. I like the rotation a lot. I know you're a big fan of Matt Shoemaker, Luke. I actually yeah. really like that Japanese guy. I think he has – the reason I like him is I think he can Shun eat a lot Yamaguchi. of innings. Yeah, I think he can eat innings, and that's what's important when you have a young rotation in the minors like the Blue Jays. Nate Pearson, remember that name, folks. He's up and coming. He throws 100-plus. He's the big deal. Everyone's hoping he's the next Oh, and Robert, remember they just got a couple of big pitching prospects from the Mets last year. Yeah. Um, and the mm-hmm. Stroman deal. Correct. So those are another, so the more those are other options as well. Yeah, it helps. It's definitely depth that they need because they don't know where they're going to go with this pitching. But I think the pitching looks pretty good solid on paper. I think it's the bats. I think when you look at these young guys, Biggio, Guerrero Jr., there's just so much more hype around them. And I think they have more pressure than the White Sox personally. I think they're a lot younger. They have names to live up to from former big league major leaguers that are well-respected in the game. I just think there's way more pressure on the Toronto Blue Jays in next year than even the White Sox winning the division. I just think this is a lot of pressure on young kids that are next the next wave of the future stars of the game. And, Robert, you're a big fan of the White Sox. I think this Blue Jays team on paper looks a lot similar to the White Sox. Maybe right. the, the offense isn't the same because the White Sox went out and got, like, Grandal and Encarnacion. But when you talk about the young guns, you talk about a rotation that could be good but can also be the – potential to be bad i think mm-hmm. this blue jays team on paper looks pretty similar um i'm I'll, I'll tell you what i'm gonna be really excited to watch blue jays and white Sox this year because of the young players that we might be seeing uh come on the scene um noah blue jays slept on yeah and i mean we talk about this lineup you look at the age of all of their best players mm-hmm. Bo bichette 22 years old biggio nearly 25 Lourdes Guriel, we forget about him. He's 26. Vladimir Guerrero is 21. Uh, everyone is under the age of 30 right now. I mean, Travis Shaw will be at 30 uh, by the time the year starts. It's crazy, but I agree with you, actually. I like your comparison to the White Sox because they have Ryu, who's that anchor. Um, but even Ryu is a question mark. He's an injury guy, and I like Ryu. When he's there, he's going to perform well, and I don't have too many doubts about him, but he still has question marks. Uh, they have a lot of older pitchers. Um, and so their rotation is a really big question mark, but there's no question that this lineup is going to be one of the best in the league. And, I mean, I don't know if it can compete with the Yankees lineup, um, but the potential is there to compete with that Yankees lineup. So I think in a loaded division, this Blue Jays team could emerge as a 500 team. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I've said it with the White Sox all along. I, I like the White Sox, but I really think their year's going to be 2021. This Blue mm-hmm. Jays team next year, watch out. 
feel like they're really mm-hmm. going to take a step forward with these young guns. Uh, Nick, wrap up your thoughts on the on the Blue Jays here. Yeah, I think I'm not as high on this pitching staff as you guys maybe are. I mean, I think we all can see that at best they'll be an average pitching staff. Um, I see, I mean, a lot of innings out of this pitching staff, but there's nothing that's going to say that this t- uh, rotation is going to take him over the top. I think Ryu is the is the ace, like we said, but, I mean, Roark and, and uh, Yamaguchi both – are not exciting to me. They're not. They're not going to be guys that are going to help them. Maybe even push past the Red Sox. And I think that's going to be the part that why they're just. I think they're rated where they are. I think the offense is exciting. Like we said, there's a lot of fun, exciting guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like the three guys we already mentioned. But this rotation, I think, is just is just so bleh to me. There's Ooh. nothing outside of Ryu. Yeah. There's. There, I mean, the, it's kind of blah. Yeah. There. Right? It's just a bunch of. I think a bunch of four year A guys, at best. And so. Nothing really to me thinks this team is overrated, and nothing to me really thinks it's underrated because they have those three guys that have been talked about for the past like 100 yeah. years. Before yeah, we'll, we move on to an interdivisional rival here, I just got two names I want to point out that we didn't talk about. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., really solid, mm-hmm. really big year last year. We'll see if he can follow it up. And Ken Giles, who maybe mm-hmm. took the step to be an elite closer last year. We'll see if he followed up. I do like too. Ken Giles. Me yeah. too. All right, let's move on to the divisional rival of the Blue Jays here, the Rays. Um, they continue to get better too. They've made some big moves. Um, noticeably, they've uh, they've detracted, um, subtracted, I should say, uh, Tommy Pham from their lineup, but still looking pretty solid with a, a group of sluggers. Um, up and down, you kind of look. It's a pretty even lineup. You know, Hunter Renfro in the middle, G-Man Choi, Andy Diaz, um, but no one really stands out for me. Um, I honestly, I'm the only one in this. I'm the minority here. I think the Rays are overrated, and that's because I think the Rays have built up this kind of um, this reputation is a really smart team, and don't get me wrong, they're a smart team. Um, but I think teams are starting to catch on. I mean, this—you look at this 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 offense, which was a big problem for them last year. You lose Tommy Pham, nothing stands out. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's really no big slugger in this lineup. No, there um, is. There's one. Who? Yeah, Austin, Austin Meadows. Meadows. Yeah, that's yeah. Brandon Lau is pretty solid when he I plays. Would, you yeah. call Austin this- Meadows like the huge slugger. He had well, over 30, he had 32 homers I and got hurt. Slug, I mean, like, they don't have, like, a – you think he's, like, an MVP? I guess he no, could be, no, like, an MVP. Well, I don't think you – no, he's not going to put up your 900 OPS that you're looking for. No. But I don't think that's, a, that's <laughs> what the Rays are looking for. He did put up a 900 OPS last okay, year. Okay, well – 33 yeah, homers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, consistently you think he's a 900 OPS guy? I don't, I don't Yeah, I honestly – I think so. I don't know. I don't know about that. Let me see. There's something <laughs> up with the splits. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't I understand like why people forget they about also just Austin got that I didn't Tomo forget guy. about Austin Meadows. I'm just well, I forgot I about think, him. So there I you just go. don't think he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm just this Rays team. I just doesn't really stand out to me when it comes out, when it comes to AL East. Um, mm-hmm. I think they are, maybe I should ch- de- degrade mine from overrated to rated. Um, maybe they're not overrated, but I think they're just rated. Go yeah. ahead. Someone. I mean, okay. Well, here's, here's, here's why I think they're <laughs> underrated. Um, number one, they're going to develop a lot more of their offensive bats. Austin Meadows being one of them. Brandon Lau, who got hurt part of last year, he's going to be even better. Yandy Diaz had a really good year. They just got Hunter mm-hmm. Renfro, who's a power bat. Um, 
Uh, they also have better health. Tyler Glasnow was hurt last year. Joey Wendell got hurt a lot. I know Joey Wendell might have been a one-hit wonder, but I think he can bounce back a little bit this year and be a lot more of a better guy, maybe even off the bench. Also, Blake Snell is going to bounce back out of the rotation. That was already really good last year. Their mm-hmm. bullpen's still really elite. Um, I just think a lot of things actually went wrong for them last year that I don't think, think people realize that I think can go better this year, that they can be even better than they were last year. And I think – they can compete with the Yankees. I think the Yankees will win the division, but they're going to be right there with the Yankees till the end. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I think they're they're very underrated still. Um, I know last year I had them picked to go all the way, but I still think this year they got even better. Um, obviously, they got. I mean, they got Carlos Martinez. We haven't talked about that, and he's going to be a, a, a platoon bat um, from the left side. You mean Jose have, Martinez. Jose Jose Martinez. Jose Martinez. My bad. Yep, you're right. Jose Martinez. But uh, and then they also got. Uh, Yoshi Tomo, um, yep. who is a big power hitter, uh, he hit 40 home runs over in Japan. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's another bat they're going to use. And I feel like they, it seems like they're they've been stockpiling these big first base uh, DH kind of guys that are are going to add to that power outage that that they don't really have. Like we talked about, Austin Meadows is really the only only power bat they have in that lineup. And I don't think Tommy Fan, the loss of him, is going to affect them as much um, as maybe we expect. Um, but I still think that pitching staff, it's its the best in the AL year in and year out. And I think with Blake Snell coming back or re- rebounding from last year, I think this team is, is very underrated. And I do think they have a big chance to beat the Yankees or at least put up a, another great fight this year. I think it's Yoshi... Yoshi Shetsugo. Yoshi Yeah, I wasn't even gonna try it. I was not even gonna attempt it. <laughs> yeah, Robert, do you agree they're underrated? I think you guys are trying to convince me on this one. Stack, absolutely <laughs> stack depth chart for rotation is the best depth chart I've seen for pitching. Brendan McKay mm-hmm. in the wakes. Brent Honeywell. Mm-hmm. Brent Honeywell, and nobody even knows about really besides like big baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Massive prospect, really good. Uh, what is it called? Um. The pitch I'm missing that I forget about that no Curveball. one throws anymore. No, the Splitter. Oh, no, no. Um, oh, I can't think of the pitch. But anyways, he throws that one pitch that is. Incri- I think it's a forkball or something like that. It's like really like it's a pitch that nobody throws anymore. That's like really good. Screwball. 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 That's what it is. Yeah, screwball. Yeah, it's coming off Tommy. He throws John, one of the best screwballs in the minor leagues, and no one really throws a perfect screwball. And apparently, he has that. So my point is, the depth <laughs> chart is incredible with pitching. And I think, I think, Luke, the offense may not be eye-opening to you because I agree. I, I hated the offense last year, even with Tommy Fan. I wasn't a huge fan. But it's old-school mentality. They got three big sluggers. They'll figure it out from here and there. Look at the Cardinals last year. They had three big sluggers. It wasn't super <laughs> deep. This is, this is the way they do it, and their bullpen can match up against any of the sluggers in the American mm-hmm. League. I think the Yankees mm-hmm. should be scared right now. The Rays are loaded. I really think um. Tampa Bay has really put a step forward. Robert, last thing I'll say. I think it's funny. I don't think the Rays made this lineup as an old school lineup. No, no. I promise I don't think, you. They I don't, made it no, as no, no, no. I don't think they did either. But I mean, when you look at it, I'm seeing like three big sluggers, and I know Luke's like, oh, I see one. This Meadows, but I see like three, and then you. Not I don't know. Andy Diaz. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm, it yeah. can fit to be somewhat of an old school, not like Nationals old school last year when they won the World Series. But it, it can fit into that way, more like a San Francisco Giants lineup, and still oh. work. That's what I think. I don't know. This this doesn't look old school to me. Austin Meadows hitting second yeah. does not look well, old school Well, it's to me not. It's not that. It's it's <laughs> how you look at it when it when it's all said and done. You're gonna see the lineup. 
When it's all said and done, you're going to see the lineup, and you're not going to see a bunch of 30 home run guys. And not 20 home run guys. So you're saying it's not a power lineup. Yeah, you're saying it's not a power lineup. But that's that's old school in baseball. You don't have a lot of power in old school baseball. It's like three guys. That's it. Okay. Well, they have Jose Martinez and Randy Rosarina, who I'm big fans of. So Cardinals uh, have their uh, tentacles throughout the game. So, wow. <laughs> Cardinals are going to win the they championship do. next year. Look at every team. No matter who wins. Hey, Look how the Cardinals Diamondbacks right had their now. fair share of it, too, dude. I That's get it. true. They traded so all their good players away for nothing. Oh, Justin gosh. Upton, <laughs> ring a bell. Gosh. Here we go. Yeah. Ouch. That's a new argument. Hey, no. Hey, this. Hey, Mike Hazen is a god, the way he's built up that farm he's system. He's been great. That's incredible. And it's, it's the Diamondbacks look like they're going to compete. I mean, this dude's a stud. Retooling, man. Right. Yeah. It works. Way better than Kevin Towers. Rest in peace. How many? I think, how how often do you see me talking about a lot of these upside teams? Like last year, guys, I was talking about all the old the veterans. Like, oh, these teams. No, you guys are like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, I was coming at you. Now I'm literally agreeing with Nick on the Rays. Like, Ro- hello. Ro- what? Robert, you go on yeah, these dude, trends these are, every these teams year. Have arrived. That's what Robert, I'm saying. you go on these trends every year, and then you just kind of stay with it for the year, and then you switch course. That's later what I'm on. saying. Because there's something that there's something it's that the clicks there. Ebb and flow, clicks. Robert. It's something that hey, clicks. We, we've been talking about these teams kind of being on the up and coming for right. a while, like especially the Blue Jays, and they're yep. they're they're arriving. Finally, we've been waiting for Vlad. Yeah. All right. Well, you got any things here? Uh, name game I gave you guys was Colton Pillow, and Noah. You said yes. Nick yep. said no. Robert said no. No. Yeah. All right, Nick and Robert, you're right. It's a fake name. Hey, I knew it. Made it up. Come on, one. and Noah's like Luke lost really tried. so many in a row. No, Luke the new the new tried. trend is to just go uh, opposite of me now, not Robert. Remember what it was? Not agree with Robert. No, yeah, right now switched. it's don't agree with Noah. <laughs> I just uh, pick my yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, well, next week we'll have a pretty cool show for you as well. I'm sure, they're going to have more trades in the works. We'll also be talking about. Um, some spring training upcoming. I mean, we're only like two weeks away from pitchers catchers reporting. Um, So a lot to go over. And so we'll hope you stick with us. We appreciate you tuning in for this one. Uh, Just a reminder, we're in all the podcast platforms, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Google play music, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We appreciate if you subscribe and share with your friends. Uh, send your questions to be featured on a future show at the stitches podcast at gmail.com that's the stitches podcast at gmail.com like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at stitches pod that's at stitches pod all right thanks for tuning in guys we'll talk to you next week take care